every season. Your faithfulness, your steadfast love endures forever. You love us with an everlasting love. You are the Father who never fails. You always have been, you always will be. And though we are like dust in our lives, who are we that you would be mindful of us? Yet you are because you are good. And even when we fail you, we deny you, we, we pretend like you're not there when we don't care. God, you still love us. You still gave your life for us. And you still reach out to us. And so, God, we declare you are good. And may in that worship you set us free to be all yours and to live the full good life that you have for us. We don't understand why you always allow what you do. God, there's so much about you that just goes well beyond our human limitations and our minds. But we still say you are good all the time. And all the time, you are good. In Jesus' mighty name, and everybody said, amen. 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 God is good. And all the time. God is good. Thank you, man. Oh, well, the fun continues, everybody, because today is Baptism Sunday. That's right. That's right, we get to celebrate with two men this morning who have chosen to make it public uh, that they are followers of Jesus. But before we jump into that tank, as a pastor, I recognize that while like, and I swim in the whole world of church, um, and I'm and I, I so used to seeing baptisms and the way we do it, that's not true for a lot of people. Right, I grew up in a tradition also, it was a Baptist tradition, meaning that the way we baptize here is very, very similar to the what I grew up with. But for many of you, maybe even most of you, you probably didn't grow up that way. And, and so I want to ask this morning, like, I recognize, first of all, that it's a little strange that for many people that we fully dunk someone in water behind the stage and then clap and cheer about it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, doesn't it seem, well, when you put it that way, yeah, it seems a little strange. I even had a, had a five-year-old girl come up to me one time and says, why does the pastor get in the bathtub with his clothes on, right? <laughs> it's, it's confusing. It's confusing. And so why do we make such a big deal about baptism? What's the meaning of all of this? Why is it so important? But I've recognized it's not just uh, for, for those who are maybe not used to baptism like this, that's not the only people we need to talk about this with, but we need to talk about with those who have been baptized too because I've had people who've been following Christ for a long time, been a part of this church for a long time, who, who've asked, like, well, why is this so important? Like, is, is this a requirement to be saved? Is this a, a requirement to belong to Jesus? Like, what does this mean? Like, do I have to be baptized to be a good person? We wrestle with these sorts of questions, and unless we know how to answer these questions, we won't truly understand what this is about. But I, I want us to, to think about this question of why baptism? Why do we set apart multiple Sundays a year to just celebrate the gift of baptism and what God has given us? Why is this so important to us? Um, because in, unless we know that question, I, I want us to be able to rejoice with those who are getting baptized, and, and to just stand in awe of what God has done for all of us in Christ. 
And as we begin to answer this question of why baptism, we'll be able to do just that. So why baptism? Why is it so important? Well, it's so important that Jesus, right after he rose from the dead, among his last words before he ascended to heaven, he talks about baptism. So his apprentices or his disciples are about to go out and and tell the whole world that he's alive and share the message of salvation with the world. But before they do any of that, Jesus calls them all up on this mountaintop in Galilee because he's going to commission them out. But in that great commission, part of which is on our back wall back there, he asserts that baptism is a key part of it. Well, why? Why? And the verses I'm about to read, chances are many of you have heard them or read them a bajillion times. But I want you to pretend like you are hearing this for the first time. That you are actually one of the remaining 11 disciples of Jesus there on the mountaintop in Galilee with him. And if you put yourself in their sandals for a moment, you, like, it wasn't just a few days before all of this, you saw Jesus crucified and placed in a tomb. And now he's undeniably in front of you, not as some spiritual being, but in a resurrected body. What does this all mean? And then he gives us this commission. So let me read it in Matthew 28, verses 16 to 20. Then the 11 disciples went to Galilee, to the mountain where Jesus had told them to go. And when they saw him, they worshipped him, and some doubted. Or doubted can also be translated as some hesitated. Then Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. Lord, I pray that you take your word and you bring it down to our hearts and that you, that, that you show it how, how to live it out through our lives, that we recognize that, that you have given us a commission. Um, but Lord, today, help us understand why baptism is so important to you. What is it that, that you want us to see and understand in this? What are we celebrating today? And may it be for the edification, the building up of your church. In Jesus' mighty name, and everybody said, amen. Amen. So in this worldwide commission that Jesus gives them to all the nations, why does he mention baptism as a part of that? You know, I, I can think of a lot of things he could have said. Make disciples of all nations, serving the poor in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Right? Or, or building churches in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. But instead he says baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. So why? Well, I'm going to draw out what I see as three reasons, or three reasons why baptism is so important. And first, at our baptism, we make it publicly known that we follow Jesus, and He is our Lord. He is our Lord. Now, I recognize that we're, we're looking at this passage today, and our central question is, well, why baptism? But to be clear, this passage is not centered around baptism. 
It's actually centered around Jesus' command to make disciples. If I got all nerdy and tried to break this down for you in the original language, you would see that the only command word, verb, Jesus gives is make disciples. All the other actions are meant to support or point back to that. It's kind of like if I said, go build a house, nailing, constructing, framing, right? All those other action words support back to that command to build the house. And so Jesus is saying, make disciples, going, baptizing, teaching, that all of these words are meant to point back to that central command to make disciples. What does that mean? Well, Jesus had just done that with these, remain, with these 12 guys. There are 11 remaining. Remember, Judas betrayed Jesus. There are 11 remaining. And Jesus just spent around three years with them, traveling, teaching, eating, healing, ministering with them. And in that Jewish context, a disciple was someone who would, with their rabbi, they would decide they wanted to be with their rabbi, to become like the rabbi, and to do what the rabbi did. In this case, the rabbi is Jesus. Disciples then are like, I guess, apprentices now. It's probably the closest we can get, where they learn to be with him so they can become like him and ultimately do what he did. But in this monumental moment at the end of Matthew, Jesus is saying, you're not only disciples now. Now you're also going to become disciple makers, disciplers. And not just in Israel, he said, among your own people. He said, but across the world, among people everywhere. That Jesus has prepared them for this moment when they are going to make disciples of all nations who will in turn learn to be with Jesus, become like Jesus, and do what Jesus did just as they did. And see, this is so important to get because this, just as make disciples is the center of this passage, this is God's heartbeat for us too. That we'd all become disciples of Jesus in relationship with him, we become like him in character and learn to do what he did. Okay? So if make disciples is at the center, remember what our, que- our question is, why baptism? So what does disciples, make disciples and baptism have to do with each other? Well, baptism publicly announces that we've begun to follow Jesus as his disciple. That we've begun. Now, in, in some Christian traditions, sometimes baptism, it can be confusing. It can feel like baptism is more like graduation than a beginning. For some people, like, in order to be baptized, you have to go through all these different classes in order to be declared ready enough to be baptized, which makes it seem more like a graduation right, than anything else. But we know as, as Christians, we never graduate from discipleship to Jesus. Man, if you're alive, you have not arrived, right? That we never will. But when we, when we look at the stories of the early church, most of which are in a book called Acts, we see that baptism is treated much less like a graduation and much more like an initiation or an enrollment into the school of Jesus. In Acts 8, for example, tells a story of an Ethiopian eunuch who hears and understands the good news of Jesus and receives it for himself from Philip. And his immediate response is, look, there's water. What can stand in my way of being baptized? 
at the beginning. And the New Testament shows us over and over again that, that baptism, it links discipleship to Jesus and baptism hand in hand with baptism really being the initiation, the beginning into a life of discipleship with Christ. But let me clear up something because baptism is often at the beginning of our following Christ. Many people assume that you must be baptized for God to accept you. That is not true. All right, that is not true. And that's one of the things that is clear, at least from a story. Um, there's a story where Jesus was in Luke 23, where he is hanging on the cross. And next to him is a criminal who's hanging on a cross also. And the, and the criminal beside him begs Jesus, he says, will you remember me when you come into your kingdom? And Jesus doesn't say, well, you got to get baptized first, man. <laughs> he just says right there, truly I tell you, today you will be with me in paradise. So God's not waiting for us to be baptized for him to accept us. But baptism is an outward sign of an inward reality that we become a disciple or a follower of Jesus. Okay, well, if baptism is not required for salvation, then why is it important? Why is it important? So before baptism, so before we are baptized as an external sign, what is the inward reality of a disciple? Well, first, baptism is an outward sign of an inward reality that we recognize Jesus as Lord. Let me start there. If you were to ask Apostle Paul, hey, what is required for me to belong to Jesus? We can turn right to Romans 10, 9, where he says, first, declare with your mouth that Jesus is Lord. He's Lord of your life. We just read how he, he declared, he says, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. So the first step to be a follower of Jesus is to step off the throne of our own lives and recognize his authority over us. And why is baptism important? Because while baptism is not a requirement to belong to Jesus, it is among the first steps of obedience to Jesus. That Jesus, as the Lord said, we are to be baptized. And see, it's one thing to say that he is my Lord. But it's another thing to stand up here in front of all these eyeballs and actually get baptized as he commanded. And the reason why it's so important, because, I mean, our culture doesn't experience a whole lot of persecution or mistreatment for being followers of Jesus. But there are some that really do. And the decision to obey Jesus in baptism can cost a whole lot for some people. But it, even though it costs big, are we willing to obey Christ anyway? And when we're immersed in the waters of baptism, it doesn't say, I've arrived, I've graduated. It says, I'm all in. And I'm willing to obey him even if it costs me. And so while we are celebrating this today and celebrating those getting baptized, I say to every single one of us who are watching, and are you all in? Am I all in? 
If I had to search my own heart and say this, is he my Lord or am I still holding on to control over certain parts of my life? Because Jesus wants us to go all in for him. All authority in heaven and earth has been given to him. So why baptism? Well, it's an act of obedience demonstrating he is our Lord. But what's the second reason? What else does baptism externally demonstrate? How does it externally demonstrate our internal commitment as a disciple of Jesus? Well, at our baptism, we also make known publicly that we've begun a new life in Jesus. So let's go back to Romans 10. We're asking Paul, Paul, what is required for us to belong to Jesus? He already said first that we declare him as Lord. But second, he said, believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead. Why do I have to believe that Jesus rose from the dead? I mean, like, we're 21st century Western thinkers here. Like, that's kind of crazy, isn't it? Why is it so important that we believe this, Paul? Because without Jesus' death and resurrection, there is no salvation. And we cannot change. We cannot change. Because, see, without Jesus, before Jesus... We're only trying really hard to crawl up that mountain to God on our own by being a good enough person, going through certain religious rituals, obeying the rules. But as hard as we climb, I still mess up. I still hurt people. I still make selfish choices. I still end up sliding right back down, proving time and time again, as Paul said, there's no one righteous No, not one. And and that is the very thing that separates us from God. But when we couldn't reach God, God came to us and his name was Jesus. And that Jesus came down that mountain and he lived a perfect sinless life. Yet out of perfect love for you, he climbed another mountain called Calvary. And he gave his life as the once and for all payment for all sin against God. I mean, get this. We betray, ignore, blame, deny God. So what does he do? Dies for us. Like what what greater love is there than that? But after giving his life, it would appear that God's redemption story only ends in tragedy. But on the third day, That dark grave broke open in marvelous light and Jesus stepped out holding the victory over sin, death, and evil in his hands. And in that moment, we remember back to John 11 where he said, I am the resurrection and the life. The one who believes in me will live even though they may physically die. And after that, What else is there left for us to do to be right with God, to belong to him? Believe. Why? Because Jesus already satisfied all the just requirements of sin with his life. And he rose again to make the way to eternal life. There's nothing more for us to do but to believe, receive, trust in God's gift for you. We could not climb up that mountain to God, so God came to rescue us. And isn't that beautiful as his disciples stand up there on that mountain with him, right as he gives that commission? 
And when we receive the gift of Christ's life for us, we become a new person in him. Scripture says that just as Jesus died for sin, when we believe we die to that old sinful nature, completely forgiven. And as Christ rose again, we've been given new life with our living God. And our baptism is an outward display of that inward reality that we've been made new. And Paul even connects that in in Romans 6.4. He says that we've been buried with him through baptism into death. In order that just as Christ was raised from the dead through the glory of the Father, we too might live a new life. And so... When Brett and Ryan go down in the waters of baptism in a moment, that's exactly why you'll hear Pastor Matt say, having died with Christ, raised to walk in newness of life. Because when you trust and believe in what Christ has done, you are forgiven. You are set free from sin's grip on you. You are not a victim to it anymore. You belong to Christ. You are made new as a, his disciple. Amen. Do you believe that? Yes. This side does. Does this side believe that? Yes. 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 So, so why baptism? Because it's an outward display that Jesus is Lord, that we are new in him. But last, at our baptism, Christ sends us out to be about his mission, but not without him. See, to follow Christ not only means that he is our Lord now, which, by the way, there's greater freedom when he's our Lord than when we're our own boss, right? Not only does it mean that He's our Lord now. Not does it mean we've been given a new life with him, but we've also been given a new purpose in this world. That his disciples, remember, we live with him, we become like him, but we also go do what he did, which is lead others to find new life in him as we have. And as his church, this is the, our great commission that is shared by all of us. But Christ never asked us to do anything for him that's not also with him. And so why at the end of all of this, he doesn't give them this commission to go make disciples and say, good luck out there. But the last words of Matthew are, surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. Man, aren't you thankful for that? (laughs) I'm so thankful for that. And how is it that he's with us? Well, if you keep going in the story of Jesus, you'll see at the very beginning of Acts that he's given us his spirit. And his spirit lives, as disciples of Jesus, his spirit lives with us and then works within us so that we become like him and empowers us to go do what he did. But baptism is a tangible reminder that we are never alone. And Jesus says, when we baptize, we are to baptize in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. I mean, it would seem that Jesus, he's the one giving the commission. He would say, just baptize in my name. Why does he say the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit? Ready for your minds to be blown a little bit here, right? We worship one God who is three persons, right? Which means that we worship one God 
who is himself community. And when we are baptized into him, we are baptized into community with, the, with our God. So I, again, we'll unpack the doctrine of the Trinity more another day. But, but the point is, we are brought into communion with our, our living God. But we also baptize in front of the church. Because we're saying, hey, not only are we one with God, but we are also one with one another. We're united. One Lord, one faith, one baptism. But also, baptism is done the way that it is. Because for every single one of us, there will come days after your baptism when you do feel alone. Or you feel maybe distant from God. Or maybe just a lot of doubts are filling your mind. But when you've been baptized, anybody in here knows you'll never forget that day, will you? And it forms an indelible memory within our minds that we can go back to and say, he was with me then, he's with me now. And for everybody in here who's been baptized, he is with you right now just as much as he was on the day you were baptized. And that overall, at baptism, we publicly declare that Christ is our life and we're not going back. And so as disciples of Christ, baptism is where we make it publicly known that Christ is our Lord. We are no longer who we were. We've been made new. And it doesn't matter where he sends us or what comes at us in life, that we are never alone. So do you see why we make such a big deal about this? Yeah. yeah. And see, it's not only important for those being baptized But their baptisms remind us of who we are too. It reminds us that we are, even though when life is hard, that we have been made new also. And I've heard some Christians say, well, it's just baptism Sunday. Like, do I really have to go? Like, when someone's baptized here, it reminds us of who we are. We need that. I forget. But it's not just for those who are being baptized either, but it's also today is for those who aren't quite sure what it means to follow Jesus. Or maybe you have a lot of questions about this. Man, this is for you too. As a reminder that there's no need to keep trying to climb that mountain. Christ died and rose again and to make you brand new too if you would receive it. And if you want to talk to somebody more about that and what that means, come find me, one of the pastors, one of our prayer partners up front after service, and just say, man, we'd love to talk more about this. Or if you don't want to talk about it right now, just fill out our digital connect card. Man, we will connect with you this week. But for now, let's thank our God for what he has done for us in Christ and what he has done in the lives of Ryan and Brett and then we are going to baptize them and hoop and holler about it. All right? Yeah. Thank you. I, thank you for just like acquiescing with my southern phrases. All right? It happens. But we are, we are declaring right here that we belong to Christ. We are new in him. He is our Lord and we're not going back. Amen, everybody? So, Lord, we thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you for what you have done in our lives and what you have done in Ryan and Brett. 
God, that you have been working within their story and that you have been, you've been doing marvelous things in their hearts and their lives, God, preparing them for the day when they're like, yes, I am all in. I belong to Christ. He is my Lord. I am new and I am never alone. God, I pray that as they are baptized, that that would be a, a tangible reminder to everybody else in here too, that you have not forsaken them, that you are with them. And if they belong to you, Jesus, they are new and forgiven completely. Thank you that we are saved by your grace through faith in Christ alone. So Lord, we celebrate you. We honor you as we celebrate the baptism of these two guys. We love you, praise you in Jesus' name. Amen.